Father, we thank you that we can be here today. Lord, I pray that you are glorified in this moment because you deserve all glory and all praise. We thank you for what you did today. We thank you for what you did for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I sat down this week and I just wrote down what I asked the Lord. Let it flow out of me what you want me to say today. The cross is beautiful. Good Friday is a good day. It is a picture of the most courageous act of love of all time. Christ creating a way for us to have a relationship with God through the most brutal of deaths. Even before Jesus was hanging on the cross, he'd already been whipped, beaten, his beard ripped from his face. A horrific and barbaric, but yet, once again, if you understand, it carries the greatest example of sacrificial love. When Jesus hung on the cross, eight-inch nails were nailed into his wrist, which would cause a tendon called the EIP tendon. That's the tendon that joins the wrist to the shoulder. This would be injured and in some cases snap. That would force the person, person being crucified to rely on other muscles, such as muscles in the back and legs, to hold themselves up in order to breathe. Now those eight-inch nails are hammered into the feet and into the cross. So the person being crucified now battles between the pain of shoulders, arching a whipped back that has torn skin and muscles, and then putting pressure on leg that have been nailed to a cross just to support your diaphragm and your chest so that you can breathe. This painful choice is endured every time the person being crucified crucified would breathe. And Christ endured this pain for three hours and eventually died. This was the physical side, but there was also an emotional side. Though he was dying, the ones that were pulling out his beard and cursing him. The Roman soldiers that put him on the cross, he died for them too. Why the cross is important to us and why the cross is beautiful is that was endured for our benefit. Though the cross and through the cross, we receive forgiveness for our sins. We all have need for the cross in our lives because we've learned and recognised that this was God's way of extending his hand of love towards us and drawing us back to himself. A road of reconciliation that can only be made available through Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. In that moment, all sin of the world was being placed on him to make a relationship with God available to you 
and to me. Why would anybody endure that cross willingly? Well, one of the most popular scriptures of all time, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For me in my life, this was the starting point. Understanding God loved me and God loved the world and because he gave his son to the world based on repentance and belief in Jesus, I would not perish but have eternal life. My journey to that moment of putting my faith in Christ was one thing, but really understanding the work of the cross was another. That cross, that punishment Christ took upon himself was the punishment that was meant for me. It was meant for you. It was the guilty party that deserves the punishment. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I have sinned and have definitely not lived a perfect life. And I could not make my own way in my own strength back to God. I needed help. I needed something to help me. I needed love. And that love was the cross. Romans 5.18 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. In love, God made a trade. I remember as a young child having a great uncle from England. He would make trades with me. He would trade a 10-cent piece for $2. I remember it fondly. It was a great trade for me, but not so good for him. But it wasn't the trade that he was interested in. It was the blessing that would come to me through relationship with him. In 1 Peter 3.18, it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive in the spirit. Why was the righteous given for the unrighteous? What kind of love is that? That is a love that would lead someone who is innocent to receiving the punishment for the guilty and the deserving. That is the story of Jesus. Paying with his life so that those who can have faith in a relationship with God through him. The theme of this weekend is mercy. Helen's story is about the mercy of God entering her life. And the first song we sang today is called Mercy with the lyric, Now I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome. Now that person has not overcome but the next line says it's his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. I'm so glad that my freedom is not based on what I've done. It's the goodness and mercy and the power of the blood and the work 
of Jesus Christ on the cross. Out of God's love, out of his love flows mercy and grace. Mercy is the act of withholding a deserved punishment. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. God shows his mercy because we do not get the punishment for our sins that we deserve. Because of Christ, we receive the mercy of God. While grace is getting what you don't deserve, we get a relationship with a holy God. We get to go to heaven because of Jesus. Grace, getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. This is due to the cross. Both are attributes that flow from the heart of God out of his love for us, his son, Jesus Christ, and the work of the cross. The deeper the understanding of our brokenness, the sin in our lives, and the fact we cannot make our way back to God shows the greater love that we should have for Jesus Christ and his work on the cross, restoring us to God. In Ephesians, Paul, he's reflecting on the terrible state that we were in before Jesus Christ, before he paid the penalty for our sins and before we had received the grace of God. In Ephesians 2, 4 and 5, it says this, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich, in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. I love that Paul puts the whole gospel into a line. It is by grace you have been saved. Because of God's great love for us, that's what the scripture says. It starts with God's love for us and God's deep, deep love for us produced his grace and mercy for us through his son, Jesus Christ. We don't deserve it. We cannot earn it. We can only receive it through faith. Dead in our sin with no excuse, but with repentance and turning to our God, we are made alive in Christ. On that cross, he was paying the punishment. And with his resurrection, he overcame sin and its punishment and created freedom for us. When I look at the cross, when I remember the love that I have received, I remember that I am a repentant sinner who has been made new in Jesus Christ. I believe that his death paid the price for my sin and his resurrection shows God is victorious over sin and death and through that, I know that I can have a relationship with God because he does not see my sin. He sees the work of the cross. Colossians chapter 1, 19 to 22 says, 
For God in all of his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of, the, of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before God without a single fault. There is a beautiful reflection to be made in that scripture that Christ died so we can be holy. Able to be in the presence of a holy God. Holy means set apart. Jesus stands before God, sets you apart and says, you are mine. We can be blameless. Though we have sinned, Christ took our sin upon himself. His sacrifice removes any blame. It does not say perfect. It does not say blemishless. It says that we are blameless because of the work of Christ. We've been made new and without fault. Other translations say beyond reproach because of the work of Christ, our repentance and our faith in him, nothing can be found at fault in us. Holy, blameless and without fault. It's what happened the moment we put our trust and faith in Christ and the work on the cross can never be undone. And Jesus asked us to remember him. So Jared, I'll get you to join me on keys. Because of Christ's work, we had our sins removed. We get to enter God's presence with boldness. God loved us so much. He gave what was the most important thing to Him. A work that never could be done by us. I read a story about a chaplain who was ministering in a hospital and he said to a soldier, you have lost an arm for the great cause. The soldier replied, I did not lose it, I gave it. Jesus did not lose His life either. He willingly gave it for us so that we could be reconciled to God and we remember Him. It's the work of the cross that sets us free. And on Sunday, we celebrate that His resurrection gives us victory. But today, every time we remember his work so around the room are communion stations and I'm going to read to you out of 1st Corinthians and then I felt the Lord say this isn't to be religious we don't worship a cross we worship Jesus Christ who gave his life for us 
but we use the cross to remind ourselves of that great work. So what I would ask is that if you're in right standing with God and able to do so, we want to take communion together as we remember Him. So as I read from 1 Corinthians, once I've read this, what I would ask for you to do, go grab your communion. Um, For those that require gluten-free, it's at that table over there. I want you to take your communion and I want you, before you return to your chair, just to pop down to the front, reflect on His goodness to you, take your communion and then quickly return to your seat. I felt the Lord say, gather at the cross where we remember His great work for us. He's a good God, isn't He? I get so emotional on these days because I have the deepest gratitude to our God. Father, you're so worthy. Father, we love you. In 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 26, and if we can stand together. Talisha and Phil, Judd, may get you guys to join. We can sing quietly this moment. I'll just read the scripture and then sing when people are getting their communion. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26 says, For I have received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, He took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it and in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. I will close in prayer in a moment, but as the band quietly plays, I want to encourage you, there are communion stations at the end of every aisle. Would you... Please go, grab your communion, come to the cross, remember the work of Christ and return to your seat.